when I come from pure, genuine service, you know, in my heart, when I remember that I'm doing this because God created me to do it, when I ask in the morning, what would you have me say and what would you have me do and where would you have me go, right, from The Course in Miracles, my, I, I do pretty well and I feel pretty good. Welcome to episode 35 of the Coaching Life podcast, where we peel back the bull crap and brush away any photoshopping to give you an unfiltered look at what it's like to live a coaching life. I've been following today's guest on Facebook for a couple of years. I understand she's been coaching for around about six years. And I almost, almost always like what she shares. <laughs> and I love what she points to. She's a student of A Course in Miracles, and she describes herself as a radical love and empowerment coach. And there's a fundamental message in her work, as far as I can tell, of self-love, awareness, honesty, and compassion, which I really resonate with all of that, tend to center my work around much of that. And I thought it would be wonderful to dive in and explore how she weaves all of that into her coaching life. So big warm welcome to my guest today Catherine Hummel hello hello hello, hello. thank you so much thank you for coming on um so yeah can you tell us how you got into the coaching profession am I allowed to tell all, all the story <laughs> you can take <laughs> as long as you like story. <laughs> <laughs> if you feel it's relevant for our audience go for it of course um I I actually think my coaching journey began with my sobriety so I'm almost nine years sober and I up until 12 step, I got sober through the uh, 12 steps and Alcoholics Anonymous. I had never done any personal growth work ever <laughs> before, <laughs> before that. And I grew up in a home that was very rational and logical and I was told not to dream big and I was told that, you know, I had to choose a job that was going to make a lot of money. My parents were never asking me questions about what mattered to me or what I um, dreamed of or what did I feel called to. It was, you know, well, what are you thinking about doing for work and how are you going to make money? And so what the 12 steps did at a very base level simply invited me into an idea that I could have dreams, that there was a greater purpose to life, that I was a part of something, and that me as an individual had value because, of course, I was drinking because I hated myself. <laughs> um, and I actually met um, a lot of amazing people in that program. And one of my very close friends attended a personal growth workshop and after the workshop, he came back and invited me to it. And since I trusted him, I said, sure, right? Like, I'll go. Okay, you know, I'll check this out. I had no idea what to expect. I'm realizing now I never even asked him how it worked or <laughs> what it was going to be like. I just said, sure. And at this particular workshop, in a meditation, 
I heard a voice that said, you're going to be a coach and you're going to help women and men learn how to love themselves and love each other. And when I opened my eyes after the meditation, I leaned over to the person next to me and said, what's a coach? What's a life coach? <laughs> um, and I, cause I had, had never even known that that was a thing. And I had such a powerful experience at the workshop that I then signed up for more work with that company. And the guy I was dating at the time was beginning a coaching business. And I was watching him and he was a super Tony Robbins fan and was doing a whole bunch of work with Tony Robbins. And so I watched him start a business and he, um, offered me all the teaching and all the practices that he was following. And so after doing my own work, like I, I had enough consciousness and this is still quite possibly the most important thing to me that I knew, you know, I had to do and become what I was going to ask other people <laughs> to, to do and become. And so I focused on myself and my own personal transformation and healing for about eight months before attending Tony Robbins, uh, unleash the power within workshop. And out of that workshop, I started a coaching business. And what that looked like was just simply saying, okay, I've walked through the transformation myself. I no longer hate myself. I feel alive and connected to my heart and, um, you know, I've had transformed my life in eight months and I wanted to focus on self-love and confidence because I had a master's in public health at the time and uh, I had just graduated from grad school. I just left grad school and I realized that all the decisions people were making is based on how they feel about themselves and that was true for me. And so I, I wanted to do self-love and confidence and so I literally just went on Facebook and said, I'm a coach <laughs> and I can help. I can help women love themselves and have more confidence. And within two weeks I had 15 clients and I was charging $20 an hour. <laughs> and I, I said, you know, I'm new. So I charged $20 an hour because I said, look, I'm, I'm brand new and so all I ask is after a couple months with me that you're willing to speak about your experience with me. And I hired my own coach immediately as well, right? And I have had my own coach for the past six years of coaching because it's been incredibly important to me to walk the talk and to be, you know, experiencing the tremendous value that coaching offers so that I can say that to someone who's hiring me, you know, I, I have a coach. I've always had a coach. I believe in coaching and I had a coach both to learn the art of coaching on top of my own personal transformation. And that's how, that's how I began coaching. Wonderful. I mean, you mentioned there an eight month transformation and I'm sure it's a continuous thing as well, but okay. how did that, what, what did that really look like um, in your life? What, what was changing in your life at that time, you know, either during or immediately after those, that eight month transformational journey? So I would say the eight month transformation was the 
time between hearing the voice that says you're going to be a coach and then actually taking action on it. But of course, the transformation was much longer than that. I, when I attended that workshop, I was two and a half years sober at that time. So I think my transformation began on the day that I stopped drinking because on the day that I stopped drinking, I stopped hating myself. I stopped poisoning myself and took responsibility for myself for the first time in my life. And so the very intense, I should say really intentional eight month transformation first looked like being in that weekend workshop and finding that I mattered, having experience that I was a part of humanity and I wasn't useless and I wasn't without value and I did have dreams. I mean, the whole weekend, all of a sudden, I had given myself permission to say, well, I do dream about helping women that I've actually been, you know, even when I was drinking, I was very, very passionate about ending sexual violence and domestic violence and was part of every club in my college around that. And so that was the baseline that I got really intentional about daily practice and daily ritual on connecting with my heart and looking at what I believed about myself and looking at what I believed about the world and what was possible. And the tagline of that particular workshop was exploring infinite possibility in every area of your life. So that was the beginning. And what ended up happening over the eight months was developing a spiritual life. That's still to this day, the most important thing to me that we can do a lot of personal self-will transformation. We can do all that. And without the understanding that there is a, the, what I believe to be the power of love and energy of love, that's an undercurrent in our life and, and cultivating faith, we're going to essentially keep trying to master ourselves and control, which then looks like controlling everything <laughs> um, rather than having faith. And so I really got intentional about my spiritual practice and finding a course in miracles and finding a teacher in the course in miracles to work with. And that really was the, the starting point. And then the skill learning was all relationship based. How do I effectively communicate what matters to me in a way that other people can hear it? How do I have standards and boundaries in my relationship. At that time, I had let people walk all over me. The story I always tell is I had friends that would say, I'll pick you up at four. And they would arrive at six. And I would have just been sitting there for two hours. And then I would get in the car with them at six and not say anything. Uh, every, every boyfriend I ever had up until that point, including the person I was actually dating at that time, broke agreements to me constantly would never show up when he said he would would never call when he said he would um, was actually messing around with other women while dating me um, and so I I really boundary work and account accountable work right was the the core of that personal transformation I was in a group process which to this day I still think is the most transformational work I believe in one-on-one -on -one coaching obviously Obviously, I've devoted my life to it, um, but I think I'm now actually more moving in a direction of group work and group transformational process because it is exponentially faster because you're facing 
all of your triggers and all of your, you know, your core beliefs, right? It, while you're in a group of people, it's just more vulnerable. And so that, that was the practice, actually learning how to work with my fear, how to have standards, how to communicate, how to receive feedback, uh, which I still believe as a relationship coach is the, the quality of your relationship is based on your ability to give and receive feedback. Um, and so that, that was the work and, and really coming up against all of my doubt and my insecurities. You know, I hired, I was doing work around the fact that I shape my reality, right? That my life will reflect what I believe about myself. My relationships will reflect what I believe about myself. And I learned how to do dream work and work with the unconscious, which is shaping all of our behavior. And so that's a lot of what was happening too, doing soul work. And so that's, that, that's what was happening in those eight months. And then Tony Robbins, the unleash the power within was the actual action, right? Was okay. Now, what are you going to do about all that you've learned? And I, and that I came out of that weekend, putting the stake in the ground of, I actually am going to do something. I'm going to say that I'm a coach and I'm going to put myself out there and see what happens. What was it like for you having those first few coaching conversations with people, you know, announcing yourself as a coach on Facebook, right? This is it. This is what I'm yeah, up to. My, what was that like my for you? Gift, oh my gosh. The, the, gift of being 25 years old when I said that was that I just I actually was fearless right and I was hopped up on so much adrenaline and enthusiasm that I wasn't even thinking of it as sales and marketing right I was so in the purity of I wanted to help right and I didn't have all the layers of what's the right sales conversation and what's a good marketing Facebook post. Like I just was in my joy and in my heart and I wanted to help as many people as I possibly could. It was so not about the money. It was $20 and I had a full-time job at the time too. And so I was, that was the best actually. Like the beginning of my coaching was when I was in my joy the most and had, I had the most fun because it was purely about helping and I didn't have anybody telling me about sales or marketing or I mean the then of course ended up later being a problem because I wasn't learning how to actually start a business <laughs> um, I was just coaching and helping as many people as possible and so that the gift of a young mind and uh, what worked for me <laughs> at that time. So the first two years, I had a lot of fun. The third year is when the fact that I didn't have structure <laughs> in my business or a plan uh, caught up to me. And so the best advice I can give to new coaches is that as enthusiastic and as joyful and as excited as you might be, it is actually really worth it to do the step by step and create a foundation and get that you're a business owner and to do that work because that bit me in the butt big time can you can you expand on that a little bit for us because i mean the enthusiasm there i'm sure a lot of people can relate to that maybe maybe not to the same extent i wish people could see <laughs> you here with 
<laughs> this beautiful enthusiasm about that and i think you've really hit on something there which we'll probably come back to about uh, you know working without all of those layers because i think um i see part of the role of coaching is to help people really unlearn and and, and strip back and become naked um so that that business aspect that you know maybe came in and bit your ass what well, can you tell us a little bit more about that i burned out that I mean, that really was it. It wasn't that I wasn't unlayering or helping people. It was I, like, let's see if I can think of a way of saying it. Um, like having an office with no walls. Like sitting with a computer in the middle of a, like, desolate, you know, lifeless uh, park. Like, I guess, like, like, I think that's the only way I can say it. Like, there was nothing holding me structurally. And so I was coaching and I was helping so many people. And I was make. oh my gosh, I was so fearless on videos. If you could see some of these videos, I was living in the grossest apartment in Boston. And the blinds were broken. So they were, like, actually, like, crooked. And so... <laughs> The only spot in the apartment that wa- that you couldn't see anything was for me to sit on the floor in front of this window. So the background of the beginning of my videos, I'm sitting on the floor with a broken blind <laughs> behind me, and I'm and I would just talk and and teach and and so the the biting me in that butt two years later was I was exhausted. And I ran out of steam and I was chasing the next client. And so there was no, I had no system or structure or actual business holding me. I, I wasn't acting like I'm a business owner. I was just coaching. And so coaches need to get that you're actually a business owner first, right? That, that I hit the point at two years of, is this going to be a hobby, right? Or am I really going to step into this as a business? And of course, at the three-year mark is when I left my full-time job and did take the leap into saying I'm doing this full-time. But that's what I came up against around, oh, I don't have a system. I'm just going from from person to person and opening my arms. But, oh my, I was boundaryless. I was I was working nine to five and taking clients in California at... 7 p.m. their time. So at 10 o'clock at night on the East Coast, I'm taking clients. <laughs> and, and I had a lot of energy and was totally present for them and, you know, hit the point of like, okay, this isn't okay. I can't, I can't do this. I had no, I mean, I stopped hanging out with my friends because on Fridays and Saturdays, I was dead. I was dead. I just needed to sleep or I was thinking about my clients and looking at the map of where they were and, and, and feeling into what was next for them, but then realizing, wait a minute, right? There, I'm sitting at a desk in the middle of a desert with no walls around me. Like I think having a business is what creates what's holding the coach, right? What was holding me. And so, so that's what I just burned. I burned out. So what was some of the, um, because I'm sure there are people listening to this who can relate to that, or either have burnt out, or or probably relate to reaching that point. What perhaps were some of the 
immediate changes that you made? Um, in terms of creating the structure, like how I, how yeah. did I heal? What do you from mean? The kind of, yeah. What do you yeah. mean by that? Yeah. So the very first thing was I hired a business coach. <laughs> uh, I had had a life coach, right? I had been working with someone for two years who was to this day, the, the most talented coach I've actually ever worked with. Um, because she was an expert in healing my fears and doubts, right? And getting me to actually take action. But a business coach was the person who helped me say, okay, what is the structure, right? So the first immediate action was I started saying no to clients and getting super solid on the type of woman I wanted to work with. And so I think this could be a whole topic, but there's a, a very uh, fine line between coaching and therapy. And there's a lot of coaches who are therapists out there. And I didn't have a structure on vetting the people that I was working with. And so I definitely, and I was boundaryless around letting them call me and email me whenever they wanted also. Um, and so I, I right away developed a structure around how was I going to vet the type of people that I worked with and only wanting to work with people who were really super solid and clear on what they wanted and uh, committed. And so at that point, I too also was, you know, I'd raised my prices from $20 an hour um, by two years in. And so that, that was the immediate thing. I, I right away got braver around saying no to certain people who are asking to hire me. And, and to this day, that's still one of the best, my best practices as a coach, um, be bolder on who you say yes to and who you say no to. Then the second thing I did was step back and, and feel into, well, how did I want my business to work? So at that time I created one of my first group programs and do it yourself online programs so that it wasn't only one-on-one -on -one coaching that I was doing. And I realized that I actually was way more alive in a group process. And then I, as much as I hated it, uh, started reading and looking into sales and marketing and what it actually took to take my business to the next level because the burnout was happening because I was actually really staying the same. Um, I wasn't creating anything new like that online program didn't happen until two years in. So there wasn't, there wasn't a lot of regeneration on my part that I was just having lots of one-on-one -on -one clients and doing that for two years, <laughs> um, while working full time. Um, and so I guess those are the first, those are the biggest things say, starting to say no to clients, hiring a business coach and taking the time to think about what I wanted my map to be on how I wanted to work with people. How, how has that worked out when you, when you look at that? I mean, um, creating that, some people might call that a vision, creating a map of how you'd like that to be. When you, when you look back at that now, how, how have things worked out? What's different? It, I'm not exhausted. <laughs> um, that's different. There's more joy. I feel some. I feel something holding me. Yeah. Right? Something's something's holding me, and I don't chase money anymore. I mean, 
the other thing that was happening at three, you know, my first, I quit my full-time job. Uh, the other advice that I would give to coaches who are about to do that is make sure you have a significant amount of savings. Yeah. Yeah. Don't just make the leap and hope for the best. That was hands down the dumbest thing I did because I was hopped up on adrenaline and enthusiasm and I thought adrenaline and enthusiasm was going to carry me. Uh, did not carry me. I, um, gosh, there were some, there were some days where I had a dollar in my bank account on the 31st of the month and had no idea how I was going to pay my rent the next day. And my spiritual practice is what saved me during that time because a lot of surrender, a lot of willingness to face the consequences of my actions. And, um, I, I would, I have, I have a moment where that was the case. I had a dollar in my account and had to pay rent the next day. And uh, a woman, I, I was sitting in my room on the floor, like praying, like, okay, you know, I made a mistake and I, um, I'm asking for a miracle, you know, and I would get up from the prayer and there'd be a message in my Facebook messenger from someone saying, you know, I want to hire you. And at that, and on that particular day, that woman was willing to pay me in cash. She actually lived in Boston. And I said, will you make a down payment tomorrow morning um, in cash? Because I'm, a I'm actually, um, I need it. You know, I, I was just transparent and vulnerable. And uh, she did. She did. And so I was able to use that money to pay my rent <laughs> the next day. And so, um, you know, that... I, I, co I teach relationship from practical and spiritual. And I think that is the magic of business too, that it wasn't just spiritual. I was riding on the enthusiasm and the spiritual practice without the real tangible skill of running a business and, and having a structure. And my truth is, has it worked out for me? Yes. Right. I'm doing really well. And has my path been super high and super low still after six years? <laughs> yes. Do I have a perfect structure in my business? No. You know, am I allowed to swear? You know, and here no, I want to swear. Do. <laughs> um, I, uh, yeah, it's been, it's still hard. It's still really hard. And it's still unbelievably frustrating when somebody on Facebook is saying, I'm a six figure coach and here's how you can do it in 90 days. You know, I want to scream. Yeah. I want to scream because what they're not telling you is that they probably have 10 paid employees managing their six figure business. Yeah. Um, and probably spend between 20 and $30,000 on Facebook ads in order to have that many leads and that many clients, you know, it isn't, um, it isn't easy. And my goals, I mean, my goal isn't to become a six figure coach. Like that's not what motivates me. I have a goal of wanting to help a hundred thousand women find love. That's a goal. And, and that's what's motivating me. Um, I, I just focus on, do I feel good inside my business today? You know, that that's it. There's plenty the, the six figure coaches are hustling, you know, they, they, they put in their time you know, um, I do believe that there's a system that can take someone into um, flow and that I don't have to feel like I have to work 24-7. I work on the weekends. There are definitely some weekends where I'm writing and, and yeah. creating content and, and working in my office on a Sunday morning. Um, but uh, my success 
today is just how do I feel inside my business? Do I have a business of authenticity and integrity? And am I helping the women who are hiring me? That's what, that's what matters to me. Side note, there's nothing wrong with wanting to become a six-figure coach, right? This isn't like a shit on that. Um, but it's to know that what will be asked of you in order to become that, right? That there, there is a certain level of accountability and responsibility and work <laughs> that, uh, that will be asked of you. You know, so. and the way I've seen it, um, and, you know, like you, I mean, I, I talk to a lot of coaches, not, not least because of this podcast as well, but um, people I see that have a primary focus on, on that, you know, creating this kind of business from, in a financial sense, tend to end up doing a hell of a lot more marketing than coaching yes. and I didn't get yes. into coaching yes. because I like marketing if I like marketing I would have got into marketing <laughs> and I think yeah definitely I've had some very good months and it's been an extremely bumpy ride very very bumpy I had my business pretty much collapsed at the tail end of last year um, after a breakup and yeah, it's it's very very bumpy. But my focus is on as you as you've alluded to as well as you as you've said, helping people, being of service to people, and and what it is that I want to help um, people do and change in their lives. And I think if there's to be a six figure business, it would be as a result of that, not of not of marketing. Um, so I, there's kind of two questions popping up for me. So the, the one I want to talk a bit more about relationships and how you've ended up there but I have this this question I wonder really what role the course A Course in Miracles and your spiritual practice what does that play what role does that play in your life and your business now the number one the, the number one it is the primary role it's the um, that's the walls of my house. Yeah. Um, and I actually started my business. So out of a breakup. So you, you just made that uh, comment. I had been dating that guy for eight months and we want, we went to the Tony Robbins workshop together and he broke up with me like the day after. And so I threw myself into starting my business um, really as a distraction, right? It was from joy and I loved what I was doing. And of course, the fastest way to get over yourself is to be of service to other people, yeah, yeah. you know? And, um, and so it's just interesting that uh, you, the impact a breakup had on your business, you know? And um, I, my spirituality started with getting sober and up, you know, before getting sober, I didn't believe in God. I grew up in a hardcore Catholic household where my mom would take me to church and then beat me when we would get home. Right. And so no thanks to God, right. And there's no God in this world and in this house, God isn't working. Um, and I am very grateful that I didn't do the course alone that I was, I worked with a teacher, you know, I worked with a master teacher and that man saved my life because I was full of fear and full of doubt. And instead of 
trying to master my fear or make my doubt go away, I learned how to offer it to God. I learned what was my responsibility around my mind and what I made time for each day. And as a self-love and relationship coach, the people that find me are people that believe relationship is the path to God that any relationship without a spiritual practice in, in my experience just makes the partner God, right? Which will fail <laughs> because your partner <laughs> can't be God. Um, and what's true for me is I really understood self-love when I understood that I was God's creation, right? Mm-hmm. That I was created by God. So how could I possibly hate myself? And I believe that God created me to do what I'm doing. And so I rest in that. And um, God's, you know, Gabby Bernstein says this, right? But God is my publicist. (laughs) You know, God's my marketer. And when I come from pure, genuine service, you know, in my heart, when I remember that I'm doing this because God created me to do it, when I ask in the morning, what would you have me say? And what would you have me do? And where would you have me go? Right from the Course in Miracles, my I I do pretty well. And I feel pretty good on a daily basis. And it's that dance, right, that I rest on my spirituality. And that's the ground beneath me. But then I have the work that's mine to do, which is I do have to know how to have a sales conversation. I do have to actually market. I do actually have to post content and make videos and talk to people and ask for help, you know? Um, so yeah, it's, it's everything to me. And, and that was a deal breaker. You know, I actually had a, a call with a client last night where I was saying that I had it on my profile, you know, a spiritual life must be important to you in order for you to ask me out on a date. And uh, I was on a date once where the guy said that he was an atheist. And in the middle of the date, I said, thank you so much for taking me out, but there's just no way that this would work. <laughs> and uh, and uh, we ended up ending the date because yeah. it, it was the most important thing to me. So what role does it play? It's the, the, the air that I breathe. You know, it, it's what makes my heart beat. Yeah, beautiful. So... Um... Can you tell us how then that that your coaching business, whether it's always been this way, did it did it evolve into this focus on relationships? How did how did that come about? So, um, I've been obsessed with love since I was a little girl, mm-hmm. and I, you know, would the story I tend to always tell is my parents had a very very terrible relationship, and there was a lot of abuse in my house. And when my parents were fighting, I would steal this little handheld radio and listen to love songs. And at, you know, six, seven, eight years old, I'm listening to these songs, essentially saying, okay, if these people can sing these words about love, then that must be love if what because what I'm experiencing in my house is not right. And so that was my fuel. Um, I forgot about all of that when I started drinking, um, but uh, <laughs> when I, I was coaching, so I focused on self-love and confidence, and then, of course, self-loving and confident women attract relationships, and so my clients started dating people and getting in relationship, and they were asking me about it, 
and I didn't know what to say. And I, the reason for that is because I was struggling with that guy I was dating and turned out I was severely love addicted and codependent in that relationship. And I had a very, 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 very hard time. And about a, you know, I hit a breaking point. Um, so he, you know, he broke up with me. I started my business and then he came back and then we broke up again and then we, he came back and then he broke up again. And so on and off, I mean like 15 times over the course of three years. Um, and so during that time, you know, it only took me about a year to truly fall apart and say, you know, I have a problem and this can't be right. And I'm teaching women how to love themselves and have confidence and take control of their lives. Wait a minute. I can learn about relationship. And so I hired a coach because that's what you do because coaches are the freaking best. Um, I hired a relationship coach and got really, really committed to healing my love addiction and codependency. And once I started to stabilize and realize there actually was a way out of that, I then got obsessed with learning relationship. And I you know, followed the top relationship experts in the country and trained with them and attended their seminars and um, just threw myself into learning and then met my, and, and then essentially combined that with The Course in Miracles, right? And did, okay, well, everything I believe is practical plus spiritual. And yeah. so how can I, you can actually master love and live in love. And I had a whole, uh, spiritual awakening where in, in meditation heard, you know, heard God's voice and, and said, this is what I've wanted for you. This is what I've wanted for you. I've wanted you to come home to love. I've wanted you to understand relationship and I want you to now help other people have this experience. And I met my husband on match.com within two weeks and have just have now been with him for four years and I couldn't keep a relationship longer than like 10 to 12 months um, before him. And, uh, and I, I do believe I've, I'm in mastery, you know, and I believe you experience true love through both a ground of spiritual principle on top of the skill and teaching and understanding of what actually makes love work beautiful and so, so I've, I've entered that that world <laughs> so i've got um i'm going to ask you two versions of the question i normally ask right about this time in an interview because i'm conscious of our, of our time it's flown by um so i'll ask you my usual question and then i'm going to ask you a second version of it so my usual question is this if you had a whole bunch of coaches in a room who were in their first couple of years um of this journey and you were on stage just to give them a 30-second message. Wow. What might that message be? The first thing I would say is if you have a desire to help people in this way, trust that that desire has come from God and that you are meant to do it. So when you wake up in the morning, remember that, that your desire is from God. And if this is what you want to do, you're meant to do it. 
And the second thing that I would say is have patience. Have patience. Ask for help. It is worth it to have the business coach for yourself and design your business in the way that you feel alive and connected and good. Beautiful. Thank you. So a second version of that question is I'm wondering if you had same format, but a bunch of people that were, I'm sure you'll find this one easier to answer perhaps, <laughs> who were looking for love, looking for their life partner, the love of their life. Um, yeah. What, what, what might your message to them be? It's the same message. It's the same message that the desire for love is planted in your heart by God. So therefore it is meant for you. And so your first work is to believe that with every cell in your body. That, I mean, that makes me cry <laughs> because that, I mean, that's what I believe. That's the core of what I believe. And then the second thing is there are things that you can do. You cannot control when it happens, right? I'm sorry. You can't make it happen any faster than it can happen. But there is a, a path. There are things that you can do to prepare yourself and be most ready and open for it. And that is worth the work. So that's what I would say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very moved by that as well. Thank you. So just finally, I mean, I hope you'll come back on because there's so many things we've just really just touched on I in our time here. And I'd, I'd love to have you on again and we perhaps dive a little deeper into a couple of areas here. But f for you, Catherine, what is the purpose of your coaching? to first help people remember that they are love and then to teach how to love. Love self, love partner, love God, love the world. Beautiful. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you. I, I love this. I love this so much. I'm yeah. so grateful to talk with you. This is um, one of the conversations that's flown by so fast, and it does <laughs> feel like we've just scratched the surface a little bit in this time. So, um, yeah, I hope you'll come back. Thank you. Thank you. Well, what a beautiful and moving conversation that was. Once again, I find there's so much in this episode, it's almost impossible to pick just a couple of things out. I love how intentional Catherine has been right from the get-go, and yet, like so many, she did burn out um, by perhaps not taking care of herself and not focusing on having a coaching business. She ran out of steam, chasing the next client. She said she had no system or structure to her business and critically, crucially, wasn't acting like a business owner. That's such an important point being a business owner first. I think this is particularly important since so many of the coaching trainings uh, I see out there focus on how to coach, even when they say they don't, and little, if any, attention is actually given to the running and operating 
of a coaching business. And by hiring a business coach, Catherine got such clarity on what she wanted her business to look like and was relentless in heading in that direction, saying no to clients that weren't right to her, for example. She talked about the real tangible skill of running a business. And then, of course, there's the intangible, her absolute commitment to her spirituality and her spiritual practice. What a beautiful harmony of all that it is to be human. And what a beautiful message for coaches and indeed anyone looking for love or their life partner at the end of that conversation. She said her purpose of her coaching is to help people remember that they are love and to teach how to love themselves, their partners, God and the world. Beautiful. I so relate to Catherine's principles around life, love and spirituality and I'm sure we'll get her back on here to dive into some of those areas a little deeper. Okay, I hope you enjoyed this conversation. It was such a joy recording it. As always, thank you so much for listening and I wish you much love and joy. 